Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. I'm your host, Joey Harris, and we are broadcasting from makeshift studios in the shadow of South Central Virginia. Follow the show on Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod. Email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. If you like the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it. Folks, back here again another week with you. So happy to be here. I had a great weekend. My wife and I went to visit one of her best friends who lives in Tennessee as a newborn, well, four months old. We got to visit them and it was really good. Had a really good weekend away. The weather was nice. I think my allergies have finally started to at least head the right direction and clearing up. But we go and it's like a four hour trip to drive there straight that we can somehow squeeze into eight hours because coming back you know I have to stop for the restroom several times and get gas and coffee breaks or water breaks or what have you and then we get close and my wife wants to go to Aldi which is a grocery store brand and we don't have one in our hometown but we have one that's kind of nearby so we take our route there and stop there to do some shopping and we're there and my wife sees someone that works in her school that she knows and she so she's stopping and talking to this person and I was going to get something and I come back and she said oh that was so-and-so she works at our school and her granddaughter goes there I said oh that's nice and so I go down another aisle and the woman comes up to me and says, oh, yes, my granddaughter's talking about you. I know who you are. You're fifth grade famous. And I don't know how to take that. So I guess I got that going for me. I'm fifth grade famous. So all the fifth graders know me. But I know this. My wife has a tendency to try to impart wisdom upon her classes. And sometimes she'll use me as... Oh, don't do this. Mr. Harris did this and this happened to them. So they may look at me like I'm some sort of simpleton that they pity me. So I don't know if it's good to be fifth grade famous or not. Anyway, today we look at Super Brawl 2 from WCW. Super Brawl 2 took place on February the 29th, 1992 from the Mecca, now the Miller High Life Theater in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. There were 5,000 in attendance. We start out with our intro. Tony Giovanni and Eric Bischoff welcome us to Super Brawl 2. They preview some of what we're going to see tonight. They throw it to Missy Hyatt, who's going to be backstage getting interviews. Tony and Eric then throw it to Jim Ross in the ring. Ross welcomes us to Super Brawl 2 and then brings out his partner for the night, Jesse Ventura. Jesse comes to ringside on a Harley and a Jesse chant goes out. He says, when you are in Milwaukee, you ride a maid in the USA Harley Davidson. He says, WCW is what's happening and that's why he's back. They run down some of what we're going to see tonight. And Jesse says if Jim Ross had a cowboy hat on, he would look just like J.R. Ewing. And somewhere Vince McMahon looks up and says, there's an idea. They throw it back to Tony and Eric, 
who set up the first match. WCW Light Heavyweight Championship match. Jushin Liger versus Brian Pillman. JR runs down Pillman's athletic career, so take a shot if you're drinking at home. They both get good reactions when they come out. The bell rings and they circle each other before locking up and Pillman with a wrist lock. Liger spins out and reverses the move. Pillman gets out and gets a side headlock on. Liger pushes off and Pillman comes back with a shoulder block. Both avoid moves until they both go for drop kicks. Both land on their feet. The crowd applauds and they circle each other again. Pillman with a drop toe hold into an armbar. Into a hammerlock on the mat. Liger gets to his feet still on the mat. He goes to the ropes and Pillman breaks. Liger chops Pillman. He then corner whips Pillman, who gets his boot up on the charge and head scissors Liger over. Pillman follows that up with a drop kick. Liger out to the floor and Pillman comes over with boots to Liger's face through the ropes. The referee holds Pillman back so Liger can get back in the ring. Liger with a single leg takedown into a leg lock. Pillman pushes Liger back and drives an ankle into Liger's face to break the hold. Both up and Pillman chopping Liger in the corner. Pillman with a corner whip, but Liger jumps up to avoid the charge, runs to the opposite corner, and moonsaults off onto Pillman. He gets a two count. Liger follows that up with a drop kick to knock Pillman out of the ring. Liger runs to do a suicide dive, but Pillman moves out of the way, and Liger lands on his feet in the middle of the ring after bouncing off of the ropes. The crowd is on his feet applauding that move. Pillman back in with a snapmare and an abdominal stretch on the mat. He then transitions to a head scissors on Liger. Liger shifts to get out of the move and goes for a surfboard, and Pillman quickly gets to the ropes. Liger goes for a drop toe hold and the surfboard again, and Pillman again gets to the ropes. They lock up again and drive to a corner. Liger buries his shoulder into Pillman's midsection. Liger with a corner whip and hits Pillman with a brutal looking drop kick. Liger with an Irish whip and Pillman comes back with a crucifix. As Jesse says, Liger reminds him of the Predator. Pillman gets a two count. He gets an Irish whip and Liger behind Pillman. He twists over to get a sunset flip on Pillman. Pillman comes back with a belly to back suplex for a two count. Pillman with a chop and a corner whip. He goes for a flying knee to Liger in the corner and Liger moves out of the way. As Pillman comes out of the corner, Liger targets the injured leg with kicks. He then goes to hyperextend the leg. Liger picks Pillman up by the legs and brings him down over Liger's knee. Liger puts Pillman in the figure four in the middle of the ring. Pillman fighting the movement also to not get pinned. The crowd trying to get behind Pillman to give him some encouragement. They take turns slapping each other while Pillman is still in the move. A USA chant goes out that JR documents how many throat operations Pillman had as a kid. Pillman turns the figure four over. They turn over again and they are on the ropes and referee Mike Atkins breaks the hold. Pillman again having trouble trying to get back to his feet. He hits Liger with some elbows to keep him away while Pillman struggles to get back to his feet. As he gets up, Liger kicks his leg again and Pillman goes back down. Liger drags Pillman to the center of the ring and puts on a modified half crab. Pillman fighting not to give up. Pillman makes it back to his feet and hits Liger with an enziguri. Liger gets up and kicks Pillman in the injured leg to respond. Liger with an Irish whip and it looks like he was going for a backbreaker, but Pillman counters into a head scissors. Pillman rushes Liger who back drops Pillman to the floor and goes up top and hits Pillman with a cannonball to the floor, although JR calls it a moonsault. The fans love that move. Pillman up on the apron and they battle trying to suplex each other from there. Pillman avoids being run into a turnbuckle and runs Liger into it instead. Pillman with a clothesline to Liger from the top rope. Pillman suplexes Liger from the apron to the floor. Pillman then hits a crossbody to Liger from the top rope to the floor and the fans are really getting into this match. Pillman gets Liger up and goes for a clothesline to Liger from the apron, 
but Liger moves and Pillman hits the barricade. Liger throws Pillman into the ring and goes up top. Liger goes off the top and Pillman catches him with a drop kick in midair. Pillman then goes up top and they catch each other with drop kicks, a double count going, both up and hit each other with spinning heel kicks. Pillman reverses a crossbody and hits a power slam. He gets a two count. Liger reverses a waist lock and hits a suplex with a bridge for a two count. Liger then puts Pillman on the top rope. He goes for a suplex and Pillman counters by slamming Liger face down on the mat from the top rope. Pillman with a crossbody off the top rope for a two and a half count. Pillman with an Irish whip but drops his head early and Liger hits a powerbomb for a two count. Liger goes for another powerbomb but Pillman rolls through and covers for another two count. Liger with a knee lift and an Irish whip but drops his head and Pillman hits him with the DDT. He covers but Liger reaches out and grabs the rope. Pillman with an Irish whip. They dodge some moves and both appear to hit flying forearms and Jesse wonders if he, we will get a double count out. Pillman rolls to the apron and climbs to the top, but Liger falls on the ropes and Pillman crotches himself on the turnbuckle. Liger hits a superplex. He still only gets a two count. Liger goes back up top and dives, but Pillman moves. Pillman comes over to bridge Liger and pins him to become the new WCW light heavyweight champion. The crowd celebrates Pillman winning as Liger comes over to congratulate Pillman and raise his hand. Tony and Eric recap what we just saw. Missy interviews the tailor-made man. He says he's going to teach Marcus Bagwell how to lose. They have the winner of the ring announcer contest announce the next match. He has a tuxedo shirt, bow tie, studs, cufflinks, and a tuxedo jacket on over basketball shorts. It's a look. Marcus Alexander Bagwell versus the tailor-made man. Terry Taylor doing his best million dollar man cosplay. They lock up and Taylor with the early advantage. They shove each other. Taylor with the right hand in the corner and Bagwell comes back with the right of his own. He goes out to the ramp and Bagwell with a couple of atomic drops and clotheslines. Taylor back into the ring. Bagwell with a string of moves but can't get the pin. Taylor comes back and tosses Bagwell to the outside. But Bagwell lands on his feet and gets right back in the ring. He does a couple of more moves to Taylor for a two count. Taylor goes out to the ramp to regroup. Back in, Bagwell slips behind a suplex attempt and puts the sleeper on Taylor. Taylor gets to the ropes. Taylor throws Bagwell to the outside and runs him into the barricade. Back in, Taylor with a jawbreaker. Taylor in control, but Bagwell coming back. Taylor with a gut wrench powerbomb for a two count. Taylor punching Bagwell in a corner. He drops a knee on Bagwell. Bagwell comes back from an Irish whip with a sunset flip for a two count. Taylor slams Bagwell and goes up top. He splashes Bagwell but only gets another two count. Bagwell reverses a pile driver attempt with a backdrop. Taylor with Kurt Hennings float over snapmare on Bagwell. Bagwell counters a roll-up attempt with a roll-up of his own and pins Taylor. Taylor with a flying forearm to Bagwell after the match. Missy tries to interview Lex Luger. Harley Race says Luger is in the best shape of his life and will still be champion after Super Brawl 2. Cactus Jack versus Ron Simmons. They lock up and drive to a corner. Cactus Jack comes out with a flurry of offense on Simmons. Back and forth in the center of the ring. Simmons with a corner whip, but Cactus gets his boot up on the charge. Cactus Jack does his charge spot, so Simmons moves and Cactus Jack gets hung up in the ropes in the move that he liked to do until it lost him his ear in Germany against Vader. Referee Randy Anderson trying to get Cactus Jack out as Simmons hits him with some right hands on the outside. Simmons gets up on the apron and gets Cactus Jack loose. Cactus Jack spills out to the floor. Simmons comes out and slams Cactus Jack into the barricade before throwing him back in. Cactus Jack, with an Irish whip, drops his head and Simmons slams him down on the canvas. Simmons with a leg drop for a two count. Cactus Jack with a back elbow and a clothesline out of the corner. 
Cactus Jack with a modified DDT as JYD is shown watching the match from the crowd and he is wearing a white tuxedo. Jesse wonders if he is an usher. Cactus Jack with a leg drop for a two count. He goes outside and Cactus Jack slams Simmons on the floor and goes to the apron. He drops an elbow on Simmons from the second rope. Cactus Jack then guillotines Simmons on the top rope. Simmons tries to come back with an Irish whip and a drop kick, but Cactus Jack holds on to the ropes. Cactus Jack gets a two count. Cactus Jack with a headlock. Simmons comes back with a takeover. Simmons hits the Irish whip and drop kick the second time. Simmons goes for the running shoulder block, but Cactus Jack drops down and Simmons spills out to the ramp. Cactus Jack rushes Simmons on the ramp and Simmons hits a spine buster. Simmons throws Cactus Jack back in. Cactus Jack with a corner whip and a bulldog. Cactus Jack goes up top, but Simmons catches him as he comes off with a power slam to get the pin. Simmons is attacked by Cactus Jack after the match and Abdullah the Butcher comes from the back. He attacks Simmons with the stick he carries and Abdullah and Cactus Jack attacking Simmons. JYD comes from the stands to the ring. He attacks Cactus Jack and Abdullah and the crowd loves it. The heels retreat as the JYD chant goes out. Tony and Eric recap the last match and preview some of the upcoming matches. Vinny Vegas and Richard Morton versus Van Hammer and the Z-Man. Hammer comes out with his guitar and he plays guitar as well as I do and I don't know how to play guitar. He does get the crowd to stomp and clap so that's something I guess. Vegas and Hammer start and vie for position. They finally get to the ropes and break. Vegas with a thumb to the eye for the advantage. Hammer comes back with right hands. They exchange blows. Back and forth. Zink tagged in and hits a drop kick and covers. But Morton breaks up the pin attempt. Morton tagged in. Zink clotheslines Morton out of the ring. And it looks like he hit his knee on the apron as he goes out. Zink hits Morton with a suicide dive and follows that up with a hip lock to Morton on the floor. Morton gets back in and begs off. He then hits Zink with an eye poke. Morton with a front face lock and Vegas tagged in. Vegas throws Zink towards his corner and tells him he wants Hammer who obliges and tags in. Hammer with a side headlock. Vegas comes back with a belly-to-back suplex and a clothesline. He runs Hammer into Morton's knee and Morton tagged in. Morton with a flurry of offense to get Hammer down. Vegas tagged back in and slams Hammer face first into the mat. He gets a two count. A gut wrench suplex gets another two count for Vegas. Irish whip and a big boot to Hammer. Morton tagged in and Vegas holds Hammer for Morton to hit a fist drop from the second row. Morton gets a two count after a suplex. Vegas in and drops an elbow as the referee is getting Zink out after he comes in to complain. Vegas gets a two count. Back and forth in the middle of the ring. Vegas holds Hammer and tags Morton in and Morton with a chop to Hammer. Hammer comes back with an Irish whip and a power slam to Morton for a two count. The heels go Zink in and double team Hammer while the referee is trying to get him back out. Vegas with a shoulder block. Back and forth. Vegas with a two count on Hammer after a suplex. Morton tagged in and gets Hammer down. Vegas back in and both men down after a shoulder block. Zink and Morton tagged in. Zink drop kicks Vegas off the apron and gets a two count on Morton after a power slam. Zink gets the pin with a roll up after avoiding a corner charge. Flashback to Larry Zabisco breaking Barry Windham's hand. Larry Zabisco and Steve Austin with Medusa versus Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes. All four going at it as the bell rings. Wyndham throws Zabisco out to the ramp. He throws him off the ramp onto the barricade as Rhodes and Austin battle inside the ring. Rhodes unloads on Austin and he falls out onto the ramp. Wyndham grabs him and throws him back into the ring. Rhodes gets Austin into a backslide for a two count. Rhodes goes to monkey flip Austin out of the corner only for Austin to push him off. Austin comes off the top rope only to get caught by a lariat from Rhodes for a two count. Austin rolls to the ramp to regroup. Rhodes comes out after him and throws Austin back into the ring. 
Rhodes tags Wyndham in and holds Austin for Wyndham to hit with a forearm from the second rope. Wyndham with an Irish whip and a drop kick. Wyndham throws Austin into the heels corner and tells Zabisco to tag in. He does, but hesitates getting in and the crowd gets on his case and Zabisco having to fit on the apron not wanting to come in. He finally comes in and they lock up. Zabisco drives Wyndham out to the ramp and goes for a pile driver, but Wyndham counters it into a backdrop. Wyndham then hits a lariat. He brings Zabisco back into the ring and hits another lariat. Wyndham starts to pin Zabisco, but pulls him up and punches Zabisco on the head several times. Wyndham hits a big DDT on Zabisco. Rhodes tagged in and a double Irish whip and backdrop on Zabisco. Rhodes gets a two count. Rhodes hitting Zabisco with a flurry of right hands in the corner. He hip tosses Zabisco out of the corner and punches his hand several times. And Jesse says they're trying to break his hand like he broke Wyndham's hand. Zabisco up and tries to push Rhodes into a turnbuckle. Rhodes blocks it and pushes Zabisco in instead. Rhodes runs Zabisco into a shot from Wyndham. Wyndham in and hits a gut wrench suplex on Zabisco and gets a two count. Wyndham goes for a pile driver, but Austin comes in and cuts it off with a clothesline to Wyndham. All four in and the heels double team Wyndham while Patrick is trying to get Rhodes out of the ring. Zabisco throws Wyndham over the top rope. Austin comes off the apron with a double axe handle to Wyndham on the floor. He then runs Wyndham face first into the barricade. Zabisco then out and puts Wyndham down crotch first on the barricade. Wyndham falls off the barricade and Zabisco hits him with a forearm to the back from the apron. Zabisco then throws Wyndham back into the ring where Austin takes over on him. Austin with a short arm clothesline. Austin with a nice suplex. He only gets a two count. Wyndham with an Irish whip and goes for a lariat. Austin ducks and Wyndham spills over the top rope to the outside. Zabisco goes out and runs Wyndham back into the barricade as Rhodes comes in to check on his partner. The heels double team Wyndham some more as Zabisco throws him back into the ring. Austin runs Wyndham into Zabisco's knee and then tags Zabisco in. Austin grabs Wyndham by the leg to prevent him from tagging Rhodes. Austin then gets out of the ring as Zabisco attacks Wyndham on the mat. Zabisco with a nice swinging neck breaker and cover, but Rhodes breaks up the penitent. Patrick gets Rhodes out of the ring and Rhodes tries to get the crowd into the match as Zabisco scoop slams Wyndham. He gets a two count. Zabisco runs Wyndham into Austin's knee and Austin tagged in. Austin with a belly-to-back suplex. He gets the two count and Jesse chides him for not hooking the leg. Austin with a snapmare and a rear chin lock as a minor berry chant goes out for Wyndham. Wyndham gets back to his feet. Wyndham with a side suplex to break the hold. Zabisco tagged in and Irish whoops Wyndham. Zabisco with a sleeper to Wyndham. Wyndham starting to fade. Wyndham up and hits a modified jawbreaker to Zabisco to break the hold. Back and forth in the center of the ring. Wyndham with a right hand and a side headlock. Zabisco pushes off. They collide and both men down. Austin and Rhodes both tagged in. Rhodes with an inverted atomic drop and a drop kick. He gets a two count. A lariat and cover by Rhodes brings Zabisco in to break up the pin attempt and now all four men in the ring. Wyndham knocks Zabisco out of, onto the ramp and they start fighting out there. Austin goes for a roll up, but Rhodes holds onto the top rope only to get leveled by a clothesline from Austin. Austin with a brutal corner whip to Rhodes, who collapses in the corner. Zabisco tagged in and continues the punishment. A swing neckbreaker gets another two count. Back and forth in the corner. Rhodes with an Irish whip and Zabisco comes back with a DDT for another close two count. Rhodes with a kick to Zabisco's face after Zabisco drops his head after an Irish whip. Rhodes collapses to the mat from exhaustion, only to get slapped by Medusa. Austin tagged in as Rhodes rolls to the outside to go after Medusa, who starts down the aisle to get away from Rhodes. Austin catches Rhodes with a clothesline on the ramp as Wyndham battles Zabisco in the ring and the referee is trying to get them out. 
Austin throws Rhodes back in and starts choking him on the second rope and does a leapfrog body guillotine on him And after another close two count. Austin with a snapmare and a chin lock as the crowd is taunting the heels. They start a Larry Sucks chant. Rhodes up and they trade blows. Austin with an eye break. They both duck clotheslines and Rhodes with a crossbody for a two count. Austin catches Rhodes again with a clothesline. Austin with a leg lock and Zabisco tagged in and Austin holds the leg lock while Zabisco punishes Rhodes. Zabisco with a backbreaker. He gets another two count and the heels frustrated that they can't get the pin. Rhodes counters a suplex attempt with one of his own. Zabisco counters a Rhodes offense barrage with a drop to hold and tags Austin in and the heels have been very effective at cutting the ring in half. Austin goads Wyndham into the ring so the heels can double team Rhodes while Patrick is getting Wyndham out. Rhodes with a roll up but only gets a two count. Austin with a headlock. Austin with his feet on the ropes for leverage. He almost gets caught by Patrick. Rhodes works himself up to a base. Rhodes with an Irish whip. Ducks a clothesline and catches Austin with Austin's own move, the stun gun. It looks like he didn't get it fully, but enough to be effective. Zabisco and Wyndham both tagged in. Wyndham hits Zabisco and Austin with his taped fist. Wyndham with a lariat and cover, but Austin breaks up the count. Rhodes and Austin fight on the outside as Wyndham puts Zabisco on the top rope. Wyndham goes for the superplex, but Zabisco pushes him off. Zabisco goes to jump off onto Wyndham, but gets pushed off the top rope by Rhodes. Wyndham hits Zabisco with a top rope lariat from the opposite corner and gets the pin. Tony and Eric preview the next match. Missy Hyatt tries to interview Ricky Steamboat, but is stopped by the ninja. Missy then tries to interview Medusa, who blows her off as Medusa tries to seize Steamboat, and the ninja stops her as well. Medusa slaps the ninja, who then takes off after Medusa. WCW World Tag Team Championship Match. Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton with Paulie Dangerously versus the Steiner Brothers Rick and Scott. Before the match start, Gary Michael Capetta announces that Paulie has been barred from ringside. Officials come out and drag Paulie back to the dressing room, and Medusa comes out to be in the corner of Anderson and Eaton. Jesse says Michigan should be investigated immediately because Rick Steiner is too stupid to pass in classes. Scott and Eaton start. They lock up and drive to the ropes. Clean break and another lock up. Scott with a wrist lock and a fireman's carry takeover. Scott follows up with a headlock into a leg lock on Eaton. Eaton gets to the ropes. Another lock up and Scott gets a side headlock on. He transitions to a leg lock and then hits Eaton with an elbow. Scott with an Irish whip and Eaton comes back with a swinging neck breaker. Eaton comes off the top rope but gets caught by Scott who hits an overhead belly to belly on Eaton. Eaton then rolls to the outside to regroup. Anderson tagged in. He slowly circles the ring and trash talks Rick telling him to come in. Rick comes in and is cut off by referee Randy Anderson. Scott then tags Rick into the light of the fans. They finally lock up. Rick with a side headlock. Anderson pushes off and drops down. Rick drops down beside him to make fun of him and then kicks Anderson into the corner turnbuckle as Anderson was trying to get away. Another lock up and Rick with a side headlock. Anderson pushes off and Rick comes back with a shoulder block. Rick runs at Anderson who goes to leapfrog but Rick catches him in midair and power slams him. Anderson gets back to his corner and signals for a timeout. Rick goes into the heels corner and starts punching both out. Anderson rolls back outside. Heels visibly frustrated. He finally gets back in the ring. Rick with a side headlock and Scott tagged in. Scott gets an armbar on Anderson. Anderson reverses it into an overhead wrist lock. Anderson drives Scott down to the mat, but Scott bridges up to keep his shoulders off the mat. 
Eaton comes in to help Anderson and Scott Power flips them both over and Rick in with a double signer line to send both heels to the outside. The crowd loves it. Anderson back up on the apron and tells Randy Anderson to get Rick out of the ring before he comes in and Randy Anderson does. A lot of Andersons in this match. Anderson puts his knee into Scott's midsection and throws him out of the ring. Anderson then goes Rick in so the heels can double team Scott on the outside while the ref is trying to get Rick back in his corner. Scott avoids getting hit and knocks both heels down on the outside. Back in the ring, Scott gets a chin lock on Anderson. Anderson gets to his feet and drives Scott out to the ramp. Scott reverses an Irish whip and hits Eaton with a tilted world slam on the ramp. Scott then guillotines Eaton back into the ring and hooks the arms. Then Scott with a sort of a modified camel clutch and some fans starting chanting break his back. Rough crowd here tonight. Scott transitions to an armbar before tagging Rick in. Rick picks the armbar up, but Eaton rakes his eyes to get out of the move. Eaton with a scoop slam and then Eaton goes up top, but gets caught. Rick puts him on his shoulders and that brings the crowd back to life. Scott gets on the second rope and hits Eaton with a Snyder line in the inversion of the doomsday device. All four men in and Rick runs the heels heads together. Randy Anderson trying to get Arn out of the ring and misses Eaton hitting Rick with a low blow. Eaton gets a two count. Anderson tagged in and kicks Rick while Eaton is holding him. Anderson attacking Rick after a snapmare. Eaton then tagged back in and he drives Rick to the mat with a hammer lock. Rick back to his feet and hits some back elbows to break the hold as Eaton tags Anderson back in. Eaton pushes Rick off and he runs into an elbow by Anderson when he comes back in. Anderson gets a two count. Rick blocks an Anderson suplex attempt, so Eaton comes in to help Anderson, and now all four men in again, and the Steiner brothers both hit belly-to-belly suplexes to their opponents. Randy Anderson trying to get the extra men back out as Eaton hits Rick with the right hand. Anderson with a snap mare, and then he goes to the second rope, but gets caught with a Steiner line from Rick as he comes off. Scott tagged in. Irish whipping a backdrop to Anderson. He then hits the suplex. He gets a two count and immediately gets Anderson in a front face lock. Anderson gets out and hits Scott with some left hands. Scott comes back with some right hands to both Eden and Anderson. So Anderson runs Scott into Eden and knocks Eden off the apron to the floor. Anderson slams Scott down and drops the knee on Scott. He gets another two count. Eden tagged in and hits Scott with the right hand. Eden then hits a top rope knee drop on Scott. He gets a close two count. Anderson tagged in and hits Scott with a forearm to the back. Anderson with a knee to the face of Scott. Scott reverses an Irish whip. Drops his head too early, and Anderson hits a brutal-looking DDT on Scott. He gets another two-count. Several two-counts, and Anderson complains that it's a slow count. Anderson goes to slam his weight down on Scott and gets caught with the body scissors. Anderson turns it over into a Boston Crab and uses Eaton for leverage before tagging Eaton in, and Eaton drops an elbow on Scott. Eaton gets a camel clutch on Scott. Scott working his way to his own corner while still in the move. As he gets close... Eaton hits Rick with a cheap shot to go Rick into the ring so that the heels could double-team Scott while referee Randy Anderson was getting Rick out of the ring. Eaton throws Scott over the top rope so Anderson can attack him on the outside. Anderson hits Scott with a backbreaker on the ramp, and Eaton then hits Scott with a rocket launcher on the ramp. Scott falls off the ramp. Eaton comes down after him and runs Scott into the barricade. Scott blocks a second attempt and runs Eaton into the barricade instead. Back and forth and Eaton throws Scott back into the ring. Anderson tagged in and attacks Scott with forearms to the back. Anderson goes to run Scott into Eaton's boot, but Scott reverses it at the last second and runs Anderson in instead. Rick tagged in and hits both heels with right hands, then a stunner line to both. Rick puts Eaton on the top rope for a move 
but Anderson catches him and the Dangerous Alliance go to do the Doomsday Device on Rick, who turns in midair to cover Eaton and gets a close two count. Anderson in. Rick goes up top after reversing a corner whip and hits a top rope bulldog. Eaton breaks up the penitent. Scott and Eaton fighting in the ring and as the referee is trying to get them out, Anderson gets some powder from Medusa and throws it into Rick's eyes. A blinded Rick then gives Randy Anderson a belly-to-belly suplex. Rick then throws Anderson to the outside and Scott hits Eaton with a powerbomb. Scott then pins Eaton after a Frankensteiner and it appears that the Steiner brothers have won the tag team titles. But you know there has to be a flaw in the slaw somewhere, folks. Randy Anderson having a conference with Mike Atkins and Nick Patrick. Patrick then comes over and explains that the Steiner brothers were disqualified and Eaton and Anderson are still the tag team champions. A Russell War 92 ad. Jesse and Jim Ross review what happened in the last match. Missy Hyatt is then shown going to Ricky Steamboat's door and we see him and the ninja come out for the match. Tony and Eric preview the next match. United States Championship match. Rick Rude versus Ricky Steamboat with the ninja. Rude comes out first and goes into his pre-match spiel on the mic but the crowd is booing him heavily. He finally goes into it. Steamboat comes out with the ninja and gets a good reaction. Jesse wonders how Steamboat can have the ninja if Rude can't have Paulie at ringside. The bell rings and they warily look at each other. They lock up and then push off. Another lock up and they drive to the ropes and circle the ring, each looking for the advantage. The referee finally separates them in a corner and Steamboat comes out at Rude with some right hands. Steamboat with an Irish whip does some drop downs and leapfrogs to avoid Rude before hitting him with some arm drags. Steamboat then picks Rude up by the neck and Jesse says he didn't know Steamboat had that kind of strength. Steamboat ducks a clothesline attempt and drives Rude face first into the mat. He gets a two count and transitions to an arm bar. Rude tries to break the hold. Steamboat with a back kick and goes back to the arm bar. He drives Rude to his knees. Steamboat goes to the corner dragging Rude behind him and then slams Rude's arm on the ring post. He then does it again before going back inside and getting another arm drag before going back to the armbar. Some guys who look like George R.R. R. Martin and Jimmy Hart are sitting on the front row opposite the hard camera, and it's distracting. I would like to be at a party that those two were at, though. Steamboat gets an armbar on. Rude with some forearms to Steamboat to try to break the hold. Back and forth in the corner. Rude with a series of forearms to Steamboat in the corner until referee Mac Atkins pulls Rude away. Steamboat comes back with kicks to Rude. Steamboat ducks a clothesline attempt and goes back to the armbar. Steamboat with a scoop slam and a throat thrust to Rude before going back to the armbar. Rude back to his feet and gets out of the move. Steamboat runs the ropes and both men do leapfrogs to avoid the other before Steamboat gets a crossbody on Rude. He gets a two count and arm drags Rude again. Steamboat goes back to the armbar figuring it has worked for him so far. Rude makes it back to his feet again. Steamboat with a series of chops to Rude. Steamboat with an Irish whip. Rude ducks a clothesline attempt and comes back with a crossbody attempt and gets caught by Steamboat, but it looks like they were both supposed to go over the top rope to the outside, but mistimed the move, and both of them land on the mat. Rude up and stomps Steamboat out of the ring to the floor. Rude follows him out and drops Steamboat throat first onto the barricade. Steamboat gets up on the apron, and Rude just hits him with a forearm to the chest. Rude with another forearm, and Steamboat comes back with a knee to the midsection. Rude suplexes Steamboat into the ring. Back and forth in the center of the ring. Rude with an Irish whip and a clothesline. Rude's arm is hurting. Rude with a snap mare and a headlock. Steamboat starting to fade, so he twists around trying to get out of the move. Steamboat with a push off, but drops his head and Rude kicks him in the face. Rude follows that up with a clothesline, but he used his injured arm. Rude then drops Steamboat third verse on the top rope. 
Rude follows that up with a swinging netbreaker. Rude with a textbook pile driver to Steamboat. He gets a two count and Rude complains that the count was slow. Steamboat comes up with a shot, so Rude responds with a belly-to-back suplex. Rude gets another two count. Rude with another snapmare and a headlock. Steamboat up to his feet and picks Rude up by the leg and slams it down on his knee before getting Rude down on the mat. Steamboat gets a figure four on. Rude reaches for the ropes and gets there and Steamboat breaks the hold on the three count. Steamboat drags Rude back to the center of the ring and goes for the move again, but Rude kicks Steamboat off and Steamboat hits the turnbuckle head first. Rude goes up top and comes off with the forearm to Steamboat. Rude poses and his right arm is hurting him. Rude with a snapmare and then goes back up top. He hits a clothesline and gets another two count. Rude goes back to the rear chin lock. Rude with a forearm and gets a modified camel clutch on. Steamboat fading, but gets to his feet while Rude still has the hold on. Steamboat falls back, driving Rude to the mat to break the hold. Back and forth in the center of the ring. Steamboat running the ropes and Rude avoids him until they collide in the center of the ring and both are down. A double count going. Both up and Rude rushes an Irish whip and gets a sleeper on Steamboat. Steamboat fading. His arm doesn't fall the third time. They trade holes and Steamboat gets the sleeper on. Rude drops down and hits Steamboat with a jawbreaker. Rude goes up top, but Steamboat catches him and kicks Rude's leg out, and Rude crotches himself on the top turnbuckle. Steamboat with the top rope superplex. Steamboat gets a two count. He follows that up with a series of clotheslines. Steamboat with an enziguri to Rude, and then mocks Rude by shaking his hips. Steamboat with an Irish whip and a backdrop. Rude in a seated position on the mat and Steamboat hits him with a clothesline. Steamboat with another Irish whip and a flapjack to Rude. Steamboat goes up top and chops Rude. He goes back to the corner to go up again, and the ninja climbs up on the apron, pulls out a cell phone, and hits Steamboat with it. Rude covers Steamboat and pins him. Jim Ross says the ninja has to be Paul E. They show a replay of what happened before throwing it to Tony and Eric. They talk about the last match before throwing it to Missy Hyatt in the back. She goes to the dressing room of Rick Rude and opens the door and a dangerous alliance is in there, including Polly with the ninja suit on but without the mask. They yell and push her out and close the door. Jim and Jesse talk about what we just saw and Jesse credits JR with being right about the ninja. They then talk about the main event. Main event for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Lex Luger with Harley Race versus Sting. Sting out first and he is extremely popular with the crowd. Luger is out and he is gassed to the gills. They talk about him bulking up on commentary. They list him at 282 pounds. Jim Ross talks about their history as Luger starts to run the ropes to loosen up but stops almost immediately because I think he realizes he would be blown up before the match starts. The bell rings and they circle each other. They stare at each other as Jim and Jesse discuss their credentials. Sting says, what's your problem, Luger? They are talking face to face but you can't make out what they are saying to each other. Luger finally shoves Sting. Sting shoves Luger back and the crowd is enjoying this. They finally lock up and drive up against the ropes to a corner, each looking to gain the advantage, as JR says that Luger must be over 300 pounds and not the 295 that he was billed at. They actually listed him at 282, JR. Referee Nick Patrick steps in between them and separates the two. Luger circles the ring. They lock up and Luger gets the advantage with a knee to the midsection and a forearm. He follows that up with some right hands in the corner. He runs Sting into a turnbuckle and gets a corner whip. But Sting moves on the charge and Luger hits the turnbuckle sternum first. Sting comes back with a corner whip and a stinger splash, but Luger comes out of the corner with a clothesline. Luger has some support from the fans, which is surprising to me. Luger with an Irish whip and a power slam. Luger then signals for the torture rack. He gets Sting up, but Sting slips behind Luger and hits him with a belly-to-back suplex. Sting then gets Luger up in the torture rack, and the crowd can't believe it, 
and quite frankly, neither can I. Luger shifts his weight and they both fall to the mat, but Sting with the momentum. Luger gets to the corner and gets Sting in the stomach when he comes in. Luger with an Irish whip drops his head too early and Sting hits him with a DDT. Luger rolls out to the apron and falls to the floor and Race over to check on him. Race gets up on the apron to distract Sting so that Luger can grab Sting by the feet and bring him to the outside. Sting blocks being run into the barricade and runs Luger into it instead. They get back in the ring and Luger backing up and begging off from Sting. Sting gets Luger in the corner and puts his foot into Luger's throat. He breaks on the four count. Sting with a corner whip and a backdrop. He gets a two count and then goes for the scorpion deathlock. He goes to lock it in, but Luger gets to the ropes first. Luger gets back to his feet, but has to hold on to the ropes and has Patrick hold Sting back. And obviously Luger is blown up already and hasn't been able to do much in the ring. So much so that they bring it up on commentary with Jesse saying that Luger is sweating profusely and Sting is not sweating that much. They lock up in the corner and as Nick Patrick is separating them, Luger hits Sting with a thumb to the eye. Luger with some shots to Sting and runs Sting's face along the top rope. Sting is reeling and Luger hits him with the right hand to knock him to one knee. Luger with a series of kicks to Sting's chest. He gets Sting down to the mat as the Luger fans in the audience cheer and raise signals for Luger to use the pile driver. Luger pushes Sting into the corner. Jaron mentions Luger paying Cactus Jack and Abdullah the Butcher to attack Sting, and Jesse's saying, oh, how do you know that? Jaron says Luger admitted it, and that was funny to me for some reason. Back and forth by the turnbuckle. Sting chokes Luger to the opposite corner. He starts choking Luger down to the mat, and Luger hits a low blow to Sting as Patrick was separating them again. Luger with a double leg pickup to get Sting down. He then hits an inverted atomic drop. Luger mocking Sting. Sting up, and Luger kicking him trying to knock him back down. Luger with an Irish whip and a gorilla press slam to Sting. Ray signals for the pile driver, and Luger hits it on Sting. Sting kicks out at two, and Jesse thinks Luger didn't get the pile driver all the way. Luger drops an elbow on Sting as Race comes over and tells Jesse that the referee could have counted to 10 on that last cover. A series of elbows to Sting and another two count, but Luger not hooking the leg on the cover. Sting up and trying to get Luger with some wild shots as he looks to be out of it. Sting comes back with another series of shots to knock Luger down to the mat. He then kicks Luger and drives him face first into the mat. He rubs Luger's face into the canvas and kicks him away. Sting then runs Luger's face along the top rope. He then drops Luger throat first on the top rope and Luger struggling to get away. Sting rakes the back. Sting with a series of right hands. Sting rushes Luger, who drops down and Sting flies over the top rope to the outside, but lands on his feet. Luger goes out after Sting. Luger runs Sting into the barricade. Patrick gets Luger away and back into the ring and Race goes for a pile driver on Sting, who counters it with a backdrop. Sting goes up top, and hits the crossbody to pin Luger and become the new WCW World Heavyweight Champion. This would be Luger's last match and appearance in WCW until September 1995, when he appears on the first episode of Nitro that I covered in episode 135, available in the archives. The crowd cheers the win. Sting presented with the belt and holds it high for the crowd to see. Jim and Jesse talk about the finish as Sting bows to the crowd to recap some of what we've seen before signing off from Milwaukee. We then get our end credits. Final thoughts. This was an enjoyable show in the middle of the Kip Fry era between Jim Hurd and Bill Wise. It's worth at least one look. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Ayers. You can support the show at paypal.me slash cupofjoepod. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey saying so long from the heart of Virginia.
The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media.